Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Jody Lasky about how she helps people work with their superpowers and not let that hold them back. Jody is an accomplished entrepreneur, coach, and speaker who has authored multiple works, both fiction and nonfiction. Her various career paths and projects taught her to ask the right questions and understand leadership in all its forms. She studied neuropsychology, accountability, and productivity, as well as introversion in an effort to better understand herself. Her diverse experiences and expertise led to the creation of The Introvert Founder, a coaching program that helps introverted entrepreneurs succeed. In addition to coaching, Jody is also a founder. For 10 years, she served as COO of Analyst First, a company that developed a high-tech laser tag system for training soldiers. After leaving that company, Jody founded The Pride, which provided science-backed community-based sexual harassment and assault prevention solutions. Jody believes in practicing what she preaches, always pushing herself the way she pushes her clients, asking the same tough questions and doing the same homework assignments she gives to her clients. She understands the challenges and rewards of entrepreneurship and is passionate about helping others build successful businesses by encouraging them to work with their natural tendencies instead of fighting them. Welcome, Jody. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us today. I'm looking forward to it. So... How did you kind of get to where you are today, your entrepreneurial journey? Um, I never did well working for other people. I don't do well working for other people. Part of it is the ADHD thing where the idea of doing the same job all the time is just, just doesn't work for me. Part of it was just not knowing what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I would take contract work and sometimes totally for myself. And sometimes I worked for other agencies that did contract work. And then I started, took some normal jobs, remembered why I don't like that. And then (laughs) I started uh, uh, analysis first, which was a, an interesting 10 year journey. And then the, the pride which I didn't actually want to do. I spent multiple years waiting for someone else to do it. And there are people who are doing similar products, but they're not getting it quite right. So, you know, there comes a time when you have an idea too many times and you just have to like try it. And while I was working on the pride, I was doing the same thing that you see Pete, they didn't talk about with the hustle and the networking and the this and the that. And I kept going to all these networking events and I'd see the same people at all the same events over and over again. And we became friends and I talked to them and I live in the DC area. So for me to go to networking events, it would mean going up to New York for a few days and then coming back to DC and working on my business for a while. But I started to notice that these people I saw at the D- New York events we're spending all their time going to New York events because there's such a great startup community there that there were always events. But if that's all you're doing, you're never actually putting the work into your business. You got to do both. So I sort of fell into coaching at that point. Uh, Stopped for a while during the pandemic because who could handle anything during the pandemic? And now I'm back to coaching. Awesome. How does that feel to be back? It's exciting. It's exciting. This time I decided to do it deliberately and it just feels very different to do something deliberately versus falling into it. The other was sort of one day I looked up and I had a business that I didn't think I was going to have. 
<laughs> which was which was interesting. This feels like a lot more work because it is a lot more work because I am being thoughtful and deliberate and laying the foundation for long-term growth. And it's just a very different approach. So you're, would you classify yourself as an introvert? Yes, highly. So how were those networking events for you? Um, I'm an introvert, but I'm not shy. And those are, that's two different things. So I have no problem going to networking events. The problem is I'm very tired after them. So it's a matter of balancing how much I'm going to get out of the event versus how long it's then going to drain me. And what is that trade-off? For an extrovert, I get it. They get energized at those events so they can go back home, whatever, and work for a few more hours if they want. Whereas I'm then down for like 12. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all about balance as an introvert. Um, I learned how to, like I said, I'm not shy, but one of the defining characteristics of introverts and people with ADHD, there's a, a surprising overlap in the characteristics, but we hate small talk. And those networking events are so full of them, full of it. But if you ask someone what they're ex doing that they're excited about, that skips all the small talk and even introverts get excited. And it's, it's a, a big talk conversation without it being personally intrusive. I'm like, I am seeing a lot of myself in what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people during the pandemic realized uh, that A, introversion is not as bad as, as they were led to believe and B, they can now say that because maybe they're more introverted than they thought. Um, and introversion and extroversion is a continuum. Yeah, there are some people who are extreme extroverts, no introversion in them whatsoever. It's rare. You have some people who are extreme introverts, go live out in the middle of, of nowhere and they're perfectly happy. <laughs> See? <laughs> rare, but you still interact with people. So you you live in the middle of nowhere, but, but still have human <laughs> interaction. Uh, most people are on a continuum and where they fall on a continuum can change from day to day and based on other things going on in their lives and so on. And it has to do with dopamine receptors in our brains. And how we fill them. <laughs> yep. So who is your ideal client? Uh, my ideal client is someone who wants to build their business faster and more strategically while maintaining some kind of semblance of balance in their life. Um, I'm an introvert. I also have ADHD. Most of my clients fit one of those two characteristics. But as, as I said to you before we started, like attracts like. So it's not necessarily that that's all I work with, but because that's who I am, that's who, that's who tends to be drawn to me. So where do you get in front of these people? Like, how do you get in front of them so that, that they know who you are? Uh, podcasts are a big way, guesting on podcasts, some amount of activity on LinkedIn. Uh, the reality is one of the big things I preach is prioritizing your time. 
the reason entrepreneurs get so buried is that everything seems like it's a top priority and it's not. So posting on social media is a medium high priority to me, which means a lot of times it doesn't happen because the high priorities are what you do first. Mm-hmm. Is there like something that you kind of like a, a common theme that you find that your clients are doing before they come and see you? And then maybe a tip on how, if that applies to any of us, how we can kind of overcome that? Absolutely. So most of my my clients are trying to do everything. Like I said, everything is a top priority. They have these massively long to-do lists. Every day it gets longer. They don't get enough done each day. They're totally overwhelmed by the length of their to-do lists. My rule of thumb is on Sundays, you decide what your top X number of priorities are for the week. And there's a few ways I work with them to figure out what that X is for any given week. And then those go on the calendar and the rest of the to-do list does not get looked at again until Saturday. Yeah, it must be hard for things. Yeah, it's, (laughs) oh, it's not easy. It's not easy for anyone. The key is when you come up with more ideas, you send yourself a note to add stuff. If it is still a top, if it is a top priority today, unless there is a, legal reason you have to do it today. Like, oh no, I just realized quarterly taxes are due. Those have to get done like immediately. Okay. That's different. But, but most things, if it is urgent or if it is a top priority on Wednesday, it still will be on Saturday when you look at your to-do list again. So true. And most of the times you'll realize it wasn't as important when you give it that three days. That good idea fairy that we have entrepreneurs in general have a big problem with the good idea fairy. She loves us, which is great until it's not. She gets a to-do list (laughs) or a later list. (laughs) She gets her own to-do list. You don't say no. But by by taking the note, you don't worry about forgetting it. And that's one of the things why people can hyper fixate on something. They have a great idea and they're afraid they're going to forget about it. So you write it down or you send yourself a note, whatever system you work out for yourself. For me, it's the notes app on my phone. You know, once it's captured, you don't worry about it so much. Because it's captured, you're not going to forget it. So what is a big goal that you're looking to achieve for the next year or two? I want to turn my framework into a community-based app so I can help more people. You know, One-on-ones, there's only, only so many people I can work with at a time. And it's not as many people as I'd like because I'm an introvert. that's the reality. But my framework does work for anyone. And if I make it an app, it's a lot less expensive than trying to work with me one-on-one anyway. So that's my big thing is I want to turn the framework into an app. Would you try group coaching 
as a stepping stone to your app or just go straight to the app? I do group coaching once in a while. Um, I have found it is important to get the right group. So if I had enough people who are interested and they were at similar steps, stages in their businesses and looking for similar kinds of things. Um, a lot of times I work with people who are early stage, someone who is significantly more advanced. It doesn't work in the same group. It doesn't work. Okay. Gotcha. So how would having that app affect your business? I could scale. I could help a lot more people. That's, that's always exciting. What do you feel is your number one roadblock for accomplishing that? 24 hours in a day. And I, like I said, I practice what I preach with my clients, which is work-life balance. So quality sleep every night, taking care, exercise every day, eating right every day, taking time with friends and family every day life doesn't revolve around the business because this is a marathon, not a sprint. And if you want to make it through a marathon, you need to take care of yourself and you need to remember you have the life outside of the business. Are there any things that you have found that help be able to make that differentiation or be like, all right, right now is not work time. I'm going to focus on mm -hmm. I have set hours, which is unheard of for entrepreneurs. And they're not set to be the same exact hours necessarily every day, but every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, just because of the way the coaching schedule works. But I have routines and very specifically, I have an end of the workday routine. I document what I got done that day what went well, what didn't, any other metrics I'm tracking, which sort of changes from quarter to quarter based on what I'm trying to accomplish and what I'm paying attention to. I do it by hand. It is old fashioned. Eventually it will be in this app. So like the data then becomes usable because right now it's absolutely not usable. And I understand that. Um, close it and that's it. I'm done. Don't respond to work emails. Don't take work phone calls. I have email for other people's convenience. I have voicemail and text in boxes and all those things for other people's convenience. You can send me a message at any point in time. I will respond the next morning. It's not easy. <laughs> I know how many people hear them. Like, oh, I can never. At first you can't. It gets easier. Just have to flex that not now muscle. <laughs> well, and it's, it is a muscle. So when you first do it, you're going to have withdrawal. It's not going to feel right. You're going to feel like you should be doing something. Uh, I'm not going to acknowledge how, when I get into a phase where I'm pushing against that, I, I read a lot of books. I'm not going to admit to how many books I'm reading or how fast right now because I'm wanting to work too much. Nope, pull back, because I know I'm gonna burn out if I do that. So lots of books right now. Come up, decide what your uh, fallback is gonna be. Pretty soon it will 
be cool enough to walk my dog in the evening. So it won't just be books. There will be other things, but right now it's too hot in Virginia. Um, but it's have a plan, give yourself grace. No, you won't be perfect. No, it's going to hurt at first. Know that you'll get there. And it's just a matter of deciding that you want to, knowing you're going to slip and proactively forgiving yourself for it. I like how you mentioned um, some, like in your, like ending your workday routine, how you write down things. And like, cause you like, I wrote down what went well, what didn't. So it's, it's like you're celebrating the little things too. And those little wins and being able to, well, maybe not celebrating so much, but like you're recognizing them. And there are days that it's hard to do that. There are days where entrepreneurship will just destroy you. And if the best thing you can have for that day is, I didn't lose my mind. I didn't yell at too many people. I took a shower today. Like there, there, I have one client who needed, I had, I, I made the time to take a shower today. Whatever it is, whatever you can find that didn't absolutely go wrong that day, acknowledge it. You will find three. You just, I woke up. <laughs> you woke up. So what's the best advice that you have ever received? Keep showing up. It could be hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No doubt, it keeps showing up. I was when I when I had my my ten year business. I worked mostly with the U.S. Army, and I decided I was going to try to work with the National Guard. And I did not realize how different the National Guard was to work with than big army. I figured it's military; it'll be fine. Oh, very different. And the answer was from a mentor: you just have to keep showing up. You keep going to their meetings. No one's going to talk to you at first, but like the third or fourth, if you don't show up, they're going to notice you weren't there. So you have to keep showing up so that they start to recognize you and that's how you build trust. So it's keep, just, just keep showing up. What's the best advice you've ever given? Hmm. I don't know. I think that's for someone else to, <laughs> to whoever share. I gave it to. <laughs> Possibly the, sorry, I knew she'd bark at some point. Possibly the worst advice I've ever given was it's not illegal if you don't get caught. Don't follow that advice. Right. So don't do that. <laughs> no, don't listen to that. <laughs> so can you or share with us about like introversion versus extroversion and entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Like I said, introversion is not about being shy. Introversion is a different way of absorbing information and a different way of energizing. And information literally travels through introverts' brains differently. Like I said, it's about dopamine receptors. So if you don't have enough dopamine for the adrenaline come or enough receptors for the adrenaline coming into your body, it converts to a different neurotransmitter that takes a longer path through the brain. 
than than what extrovert how how it's used by extroverts. Dopamine is used by extroverts. So we tend to process information more. We tend to process internally. We tend to process very fast internally and forget to verbalize it. So from a leadership standpoint, it can be problematic because it looks like we just made a decision and we might've, but there was a lot going on. So introverts need to learn, as leaders need to learn to verbalize the process a little, which helps everyone around them. The other problem that introverts can have, like I said, we don't do small talk well, but when you lead people, they want to feel heard. They want to know that you see them. Sometimes that means taking notes and setting reminders to check back with someone. It's just not how we function to do so naturally. Extroverts are so good at that. Introverts often are not. I've had people say that's cheating. If you set yourself a reminder to ask how someone's parents parent is, you know, when you know that they've been sick, that's cheating. No, it's not. People want to know you heard them and you cared enough to follow up. And if you had to use a tool to do that, you took the time to do that, that shows even more. So don't worry about that. Use the tools that you have. Use a great admin assistant if you have one. They're, they can be great at reminding us, right? Where it's a real superpower is we are good at taking information from a lot of different sources and combining it and being very creative and coming up with different kinds of solutions. We are more thoughtful. We do go slower. So in business, that is a huge advantage because you are not always in response mode. You are not, you know, rushing. There's a, a saying, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. It could be the introvert motto. You slow down, you smooth things out and you make progress faster because of that. That's the introvert leader uh, superpower. Thank you. So what about ADHD and introversion? So they sound very different. You know, people think ADHD is, well, all about hyperactivity. Just, it's just not named well. It's <laughs> named because of what it looks like in young boys. It's not actually hyperactivity. It's impulse control. But also in people with ADHD, like me, we don't make enough dopamine. So, so just like introverts can't use the dopamine, people with ADHD don't make enough of dopamine. So it's the same information travels differently. We don't do well with small talk. We tend to hyperfixate. We tend to see a lot really fast. And people with ADHD go between extremes of saying it all really fast and like not saying a word because there's just so much going on so fast that they can't get a word out. 
So though that can be either extreme depending on, on the individual, but it winds up looking shockingly similar. And I, I have days where I'm like, okay, what's going on with me right now? And is this introversion or is this ADHD? And the only reason it matters is because the approach to deal with it. You know, if it's introversion and it's getting in my way, sometimes the answer is take a nap. If it's ADHD and it's getting in the way, the answer tends to be move. So totally opposite solution. <laughs> For people with ADHD, I tend to recommend well, for both, I'd recommend fewer Zoom calls because I think you've, we tend to focus on what's going on on the screen too much. Revert to phone, go old-fashioned. For people with ADHD, that's because they can pace while they talk, and that keeps them focused better. I was going to say, and doodle. <laughs> yes, and doodle. And some kind of fidget, some kind of movement. Our bodies and our brains work together, and that is especially true with people with ADHD. I found for me, and it didn't really show up until after I graduated high school, but like eating, like that act of that movement, especially like nursing classes or different big courses, but that, because they want you to sit still and you can't be disruptive. And so just that act of moving was enough to help. Right. Well, and you don't get necessarily <laughs> yelled at for eating, Whereas if you were literally just fidgeting or mine was always playing with my pen cap, that annoyed mm. people. The sound of it, <laughs> that, 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 I, I know it, it annoys me when it's anyone other than me doing it. So I get that. So it's coming up with the subtle and or you're eating. Who's going to yell at you for being hungry type of movement if there are other people around. Or shaking your leg and the whole table's like wobbling. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not a way to win friends and influence people. <laughs> well, I appreciate our chat today. Thank you. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would like to talk about? No, I think you've covered it. But if any of your listeners are interested in learning more about my framework mm -hmm. how to get more done in less time it's based on my framework is based on a software development program approach called agile i'm going to have a lead magnet up at introvertfounder.com conundrum just for your listeners well thank you That'll be fun. All right. Well, thank you again so much. Is there anywhere else that we can go to learn more about you? Uh, introvertfounder.com is, is the best way to get in touch with me, or they can find me on LinkedIn at Jody Lasky. Okay. Awesome. Well, enjoy your day, and hopefully we'll be able to chat again soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.